years since I did a series on Moses, and uh, I tell you what, the greatest leader of all time, and, uh, and I, I'm not trying to say Jesus wasn't the greatest leader, but I'm just saying as, of, a, of a man and doing what he did and his calling, and uh, you won't find anybody else that, uh, that delivered a whole nation, you know, across the Red Sea on dry land. It's just not happening. Amen? And putting up with the people that he did. You know, and then a whole nation, whole generation perished in the wilderness. And even himself didn't go in to the promised land. And we're going to learn a lot about leadership. If we're going to learn about leadership, why not let's go to the, perhaps the greatest leader of all time and we can learn some leadership. And this is our brand new year, starting a series right here uh, last week on momentum in leadership. Let's go ahead and see what we find today. Amen? Here we go, what we got. That guy's crazy right there. See that straight jacket? Now, last week's message was Mo's Mama. Can y'all say that with me? Mo's Mama. One more time, because I love saying it. Mo's Mama. And what was Mo's Mama's name? Jochebed. Amen, Jochebed. Somebody asked me a question today. It was a good question. Remember those two ladies, those two women that wouldn't kill the babies? And a lady came up to me, a young lady came up to me today, and she was just wondering, didn't they lie? They did. They lied to the king. You know, they said that the women are just so strong, they're just having a baby. So she says, isn't that wrong to lie? And I'm like, when it comes down to keeping God's command and God's word and life, listen, you honor him. Amen? And that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. Somebody comes to your house and says, they're going to kill you and ask you if there's other people in the house. I hope you lie and tell them they ain't. Okay? Say you hear me, yes or no? Sometimes we got to do this. Right here, the old head, right there, old man. Ain't mean you're lying. Listen, trust me, the Lord was, he, matter of fact, he honored these two women, and somehow they were granted houses. Remember that? Instead of probably facing a sure and certain death, they were, were rewarded houses. It seems to say that in the Scripture. And uh, then, of course, the wicked king, he came up with another quick plan. That was to kill all the babies, all the male children, throw them in a the river. Remember? So anyway, just in case some of you also had that thought, you know, and uh, anyway, I think the uh, ladies did the right thing. Amen. And uh, I wasn't impressed yesterday with the march on Washington. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just, in my opinion, especially for those that are marching for the right for abortion. I'm not for that. I hate it. I don't think it's right. Flat out. Amen. It's not God's word. You might not like me for that. I could care less. Bottom line. He likes me. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, it's it, the thing is, the message in the first hour and the series in the first hour is, is uh, what Jesus thinks. And the idea is thinking like God thinks, thinking like Jesus thinks. doesn't mean we're going to be all-knowing. It's not a series like that. The bottom line is we're sinners. And we think what is convenient or we think the way we feel. And God's Word gives us absolutes. Thou shalt not kill. Life, life. Choose life, the Bible says. And life begins... At conception, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. It's not a blob of tissue. It's something somebody's made up. And in case you feel funny about that, that's okay. Guys, I felt, I felt weird about a lot of stuff that I've done in my life or a lot of my thoughts, but I put those under the obedience of Christ. Do you all understand? We don't pop out and be perfect on this earth. We make all kinds of bad choices, bad decisions, and we have bad ideas. But as believers in Christ and followers of Christ... The challenge for us is, is to love Him, to love His Word, and to be obedient to Him. You listening, yes or no? Amen? So that's not me slamming. We need to reach people, but, but uh, His Word, there's no doubt about it, that He makes children and they're fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? 
Praise the Lord. So anyway, so I'm all for women standing up, and we ought to stand up, women. You know how I love you. The whole message was on, a lot of that was on that last week. But we want to stand up for what's right. Yes or no? And do the right thing. What's right? Amen? Here we go. The message today is not Mo's mama. Mo's mama, she's fine. She won't crazy like this fellow. Moses is a little crazy. And you're going to see it. In case you think, well, I can't be a leader, I'm crazy. Well, let's see if we can't get a leader out of you. Here we go. Mo's mental. Mo's mental. The ghetto of Goshen. Here we go. Over two million Jewish slaves lived here under intense oppression. Okay? Here, Moses, he's in Pharaoh's house, raised by Pharaoh's daughter. He's the prince of Egypt. Okay? However, the people of Israel, his true kinsmen, are being oppressed. Y'all hear me? Over two million. It came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren, to the Israelites, And he looked on their burdens, what they were going through. And he spied an Egyptian, which really he is, but he ain't. You understand that? Yes or no? And so he's got this problem going on inside of him. And he sees an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, which would have been an every day, every minute occurrence in that society at that time. And he was smiting one of his brethren. And Moses did this. Say it with me. He looked this way. You ever done that? Say. You ever looked this way? And you ever looked that way? And then did something you shouldn't do? Let's go ahead and take an honest question. How many ever looked this way, looked that way, and then you did something you shouldn't do? Can I see your hand? There you go. We're being honest better than you normally are here. He looked this way. He looked that way. And when he saw there was no man... He slew, he murdered the Egyptian. Say he he murdered the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Buried him in the dirt. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrews, two of his own People, by heritage and blood, two Hebrews were striving together. They were fighting. And Moses said to him that was doing the wrong, I guess one was really getting the upper hand, you know what I'm saying? Really beating the snot out of the other guy, I'm taking it here. Usually in a fight there's a winner and a loser, you know what I'm saying? He says to the one that's doing wrong, wherefore are you smiting your fellow? Or, or your brother, or your kindred. And this one said to Moses, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? <gasps> Moses did what? He looked this way. And he would look that way to make sure no man was what? Looking. I guess somebody was looking. That'll help you right there to keep you from looking this way and that way and just keep doing right. Amen? Come on. 
Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Say that last part with me. And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. Now we're learning about... Now guys, you can say whatever. You know, Moses saw something. He responded and he killed this guy. All right? Wonder how many times that was happening every day in Egypt. It was happening over and over and over. What's Moses going to do? Go kill them all like that? This was not God's plan. This was not God's way. This was not God's call for his life. God didn't make him the sheriff. Amen? Say. That wasn't the plan. All right? So let's just keep looking. Now, when Pharaoh heard this thing, see, now words out to Pharaoh. Now you got some problems. And so he sought to do what to Moses? Slay him. Kill him. Kill him. There's a problem. Okay? And even though this was, quote, Pharaoh's daughter's son, adopted son, you call it whatever you want to, this is a problem. And he's going to stop the problem. So Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh. And help me with this last part. And he dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Now, this is the desert, baby. I'm telling you something right now. He is in the desert. You got, it right. you got that right. He found him a well. He's thirsting to death. And he's sitting down. Are you all with me so far? You think the message is over, don't you? Let's go to Acts 7. I'd just like to read a little bit of story of Moses in Acts 7. I'll just read it and you just follow along. It's like a movie. I guess they did make a movie, didn't they? Here we go. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. He was mighty in word and deeds. Remember that. Moses was mighty in word. I didn't think he could talk too good. Oh, he was trained to be mighty in word and deed. When he was a full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that was oppressed. And he smote him. He murdered the Egyptian. For he supposed his brethren would have understood. They would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them. See, he's going to deliver all of you two million people by puny old me doing it my way. One by one, I'm going to wipe out Egypt. I don't think so. Yes or no? We're talking about Moses going crazy. I'm going to tell you something about that. It's crazy to think this is going to work. He thought they'd understood. You ever had a plan and done something and thought they would understand it and they didn't and they really didn't like it? How many have ever done something like that before? They didn't even, and you thought, well, it was a good idea to come out to be the dumbest thing on the planet. You ever done something like that? So, they didn't understand that at all. And the next day, he showed himself unto them, the two brethren that were striving. This is just Acts recounting it. And, and he would have set them at peace again. Come on, boys, quit fighting. Saying, sirs, your brothers, why are you doing wrong to one another? Etc. But he that was doing the wrong to his neighbor thrust him away and saying, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Are you going to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then fled Moses at the saying... Say that last part with me if you don't mind. It's important. And was a stranger in the land of Midian where he begat two sons. Now, let's go back. We're going to learn today. Hopefully you're all right so far. What time's the first ball game today? 
What time? We got plenty of time. No, we're good. We're good. (laughs) But Mr. Packer fan, if it meant staying here long enough, he would not leave because he wants the Lord to bless his team today. Absolutely. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Let's learn today from something that's not right, something that happened from the greatest leader of all time that actually uh, is something we need to know about leadership. Assuming to be God's man and knowing God's plan and knowing God's timing when you really don't is crazy. Would you say that with me? Because it will help us all somewhere in your life. Assuming to be God's man or woman and know God's plan and know God's timing when you really don't is Do we get that? Have maybe some of us in the room experienced that? We thought this was the right time. We thought this was the way we're supposed to do. And it caused a lot of problems in your life. Assuming to know God's plan, His timing. I've had crazy people come to me in my life. Well, God said, God said. Are you kidding me? Doesn't line up with the Bible. Doesn't line up with His principles. Listen, assuming that when it's not really that is not good. Thinking you're being a leader when you're not is what? It's insanity. Thinking you're being a leader when you're not is insanity. Okay? And we're just walking through this trying to learn some leadership today from really a bad situation. Here he was the prince. Here he goes to murder somebody. And now he's in the desert sitting by a well. Boy, that's a quick demotion, isn't it? And they're hunting for him like a dog. Bad situation. Keep looking. Mo's mental, man. Mo's mental. Are you? All right, come on. Here we go. Keep looking. How not to go crazy as a leader. How many would like to know this today? How would you like to know how not to go crazy? Four of you, okay? Wouldn't you like to not go crazy as a leader? Wouldn't you like to make good decisions? And how not to go crazy as a leader? And who better to learn from than a crazy person who became the greatest leader of all time? So, let's see what we can learn today. It came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out unto his brethren. He looked on their burdens. He spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. We saw it before. We're saying it again. He looked this way. He looked that way. When he saw that there was no man looking, he was fine. He was in the clear. He murdered the Egyptian. He hid him in the sand. So let's learn. Here we go. Let's just keep pushing me, buddy. Here we go. Number one. Number one. Say it with me out loud if you don't mind. No that you will never achieve God's plan for your life by ever using carnal, fleshly means. We try to do things underhanded. We screw it up. We do it our way, whatever. And then we try to get the Lord to bless it and to sort of understand. You hear me? Yes or no? That's what we learn first of all. Don't, don't think using carnal fleshly means is going to glorify the Lord. Okay? That's point number one. You can plan and scheme. This is my language. You can plan and scheme, duck and hide, lie and cheat, but it will never produce a godly result. That's the first thing to learn out of this story today. Now, we do know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Thank God if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many of you all make dumb decisions? He, he sure got your rear end out of, a, out, of a, out of a ditch. Can I see your hand? 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? But that's not leadership. Well, I'll do crazy stuff and I'll be carnal. And Jesus will help me. Listen, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't wisdom. Amen. Say, come on. So here we go. Now to think anything else is what? Insanity. Insanity. We're learning today. Here we go. Moe's mental. He's got some problems. How not to go crazy as a leader. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. He said to them that did the wrong, Wherefore, smite your fellow. Keep looking. He said, Who made you a prince or a judge over us? Do you intend to kill me like you killed the Egyptian yesterday? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. This is not hard. Okay? Number two, how not to go crazy as a leader. Number two. Say it with me if you don't mind. Here we go. Know that God not only wants you to follow His plans, His way, but to follow them at His... I just want to use an example. And it's not a good example. But three years ago, this building on Spinnaker came available through a meeting of me and a business fellow, a friend of mine. Good deal. Good deal at the time. Very tempting at the time to go ahead and just buy the building. It was hard on me. I hate paying rent. You understand, yes or no? Are you kidding me? And our other office was fine. So I talked to the staff. I didn't want to do it. Is that right, Raj? But they, they thought the idea was, I thought it was a good idea, worth presenting to them and to some other people that I get guidance and counsel from. And so we made that decision. But the decision was hell or high water. That is not coming before this. And so though I didn't, and I'm not trying to make myself out some genius. I'm just trying to say Gary in his flesh and Gary in his carnal ways and Gary in his flesh, and I like real estate and I like buying stuff, okay, would have just bought it. We can do it. Let's do it. But the Lord honored us by keeping this first, doing his timing, and we've been happy there. We got this accomplished. Got 180000 going for that right there. That, that's incredible. That's beautiful. And we paid a lot down. And then out of the blue, are you kidding me? God honors us with a gift of $60,000. That's beautiful to me. Amen. And now it's a good time. And I just think, and it's not a great example. I'm just trying to say it was current. That's a current thought. And I just think that's wisdom. You hear me? Yes or no? Amen. So... Don't do things out of God's timing. Let His timing, and it's hard to know God's timing, but it's all right to go slow. It's all right to, but once you're there, oh man, once you're out here and you're on the end of that board, you're shot then. Amen? Just watch God's timing. Say this with me. When God is in a plan, it flows. When the flesh is in the pan, in the plan, it's what? Force. How many would say, we're just talking today. This is what we do. We're just at home. How many would say, there was something I did in my life, a plan I had, and I forced it. 
I forced it, and it really didn't work out. Can I see your hand? Just being honest. I sort of forced that thing. It didn't work out. (laughs) We're learning from the greatest leader of all time. Now, right now, he ain't teaching us. We're learning from what not to do. Amen? Forcing your own way will never produce a godly result. I'm not saying that forcing your way might not work. I'm not saying that forcing your way might not even really produce a lot of money and a lot of effectiveness. Who knows? But God's not going to get the glory. You are. He's not going to get the credit. Well, I praise the Lord that I forced my way. Nah, I don't think so. Now, don't get, me, don't, 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 don't get confused here. We're going to see a lot of leadership in this series, but the bottom line is I'm not saying lack initiative here. Absolutely. I'm not saying don't work and work hard. Absolutely. That's not what I mean by forcing. You can see by the story here that Moses, without thinking, went out and killed an Egyptian, which you can think is right because a brother was being beaten. Well, they're beaten every second almost of every day in that culture. He didn't see the big picture. Moses, you just knocking them out one by one ain't going to work, okay? He forced it. And it's, by the way, and it's written in Scripture to show you that he did. Amen? And we see a little bit later in Moses' life, he forced something again that really cost him. Doesn't mean that you can't be a great leader and that you're always going to get it right. No, you can still sort of screw up along the way. Now, thinking anything else is what? Insanity. Let's learn from number Mo's mental. We got it. Mo's mental. Here we go. Number three, how not to go crazy as a leader. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw there was no man looking at him, he's in the clear. He murdered the Egyptian and he hid him in the sand. Here we go. And then, of course, he said, do you intend to kill me like you killed the Egyptian? He, he feared and he said, surely this thing is known. So how not to go crazy as a leader. Number three. Would you say it with me? Here we go. Know that covering up your sin does not erase it. The cover-up will fail and God's judgment will... I really want to ask you this question, but I'm not. Don't answer it. I'm going to ask it, but don't answer it. If you answer it, we're going to look at you. (laughs) How many have done some evil sin and you've covered it up? Don't answer it. And you haven't been caught yet. That just doesn't make us feel good, does it? Let's don't put Moses down up here. We do it ourselves. Yes or no? I do it. The preacher does. That's why I tell you, don't ever put me on some pedestal. Amen? I struggle. I'm preaching to Gary today. The Lord just hammers me up here just like he does you. Amen? Say this with me. Covering up sin does usually delay it being discovered, but almost always intensifies the severity of the situation. I'm raising children again. And it is innate 
it is innate in children, in little human beings, to think if they lie, they'll get by with it. I never taught them to lie. I don't go sit down and go, here's how you lie. Lie like me. Here's how we lie. Where do they learn this? Sin. Amen? And without fail, without fail, they try to cover it up. And it always means their tail is going to get tanned worse. Amen? And I try to teach them right now, don't lie to me. Tell you right now, because they, they won't tell the truth right away. I got a five year old, eight year old, six year old, eight year old, you know what I'm saying? They won't tell the truth right away. So I give them this warning don't lie to me. I, don't, before, I, hush your mouth before I, even, before I even answer the question. Don't lie to me. How many parents know what I'm talking about? I can't see some hands in high. <laughs> learning to be a leader is learning as you grow up. How stupid that is. Amen, say. Amen, say. We're learning about leadership today. Covering up your sin, covering up my sin, will never produce a godly result. We can serve the Lord. We can come to church. We can do for the Lord. We can win souls for the Lord. We can preach for the Lord. We can sing for the Lord. And I'm not saying that good doesn't get done. But God's not glorified in it. You hear me, yes or no? Now, He does use fallen human beings like me and you to do His work. But that should not be an excuse for us covering up our sin. Yes or no? Keep short sin accounts with God. Say that with me. Keep short sin accounts with God. One more time. Keep short sin accounts with God. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Keep short sin. It doesn't mean that you don't struggle. Many have addictions. Many have problems. Don't excuse make. Even if you fall back into it. Confess that sin. See it as God sees it. See that God is not glorified. Even in the good you're doing, He's not glorified because you're not right with Him. You hearing me today or not? Hard preaching, ain't it? It's reality. You want to be a leader or not? Say. You might say, well, not really. I just came to church. Well, maybe some of it will rub off on you. Here we go. Thinking anything else is what? Insanity. Mo is mental. We're still learning. Mo's mental. You know this can't go on forever because this passage is only so long. I mean, here we go. Number four. Help me on this one. Know that just because you are gifted, schooled, or even positioned does not mean you are God's man or God's woman. Or warrior, woman. I meant to have woman there, okay? My bad. Woman. Or your bad. Somebody flubbed up. But warrior's a good word. Amen? Y'all hear me? Okay? Just because you're gifted, school, or positioned. Oh, I've got this education. So what? You think you're going to be a leader? I hate to say it. Our country's been run by some of the most educated people in the country that's running into a ditch. 
You know, that's my opinion. I get to have an opinion, okay? All right? Doesn't mean I don't love those that are... Pray for the... I might not love them. I should. But I pray for those (laughs) in authority. You know, but the bottom line is to think that you have got an education and you can just roll that out or you're gifted in some way because your mama told you when you were a little child you were in the gifted class. Whatever. That doesn't mean you're God's man or God's woman. Or positioned because you grew up maybe in a family that had more money than somebody else down the street. So you're better than them somehow and you're God's man. You're not. Amen? Listen, here's a man that was wealthier than anybody. He's the prince of Egypt. His tail got kicked to the desert because of he, he was doing things the wrong way. And we're learning from him today how not to go crazy as a leader. Moses had an incredible resume in which time Moses was born, was exceeding fair, nourished up in his father's house for three months. Hello? When he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up, nourished him as her own son, grew up in Pharaoh's house. He was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. He was mighty in what? Words and deeds. You talk about a resume, this man had it. Amen? He was raised in the right family. You, you kidding me? He was educated at the best schools. He was trained to be a great warrior. Amen? Sometimes our finances, our pedigrees, our even successes can hinder us sometimes in the service of God because of pride or because you are gifted. You are good at what you do. But God wants you to do it His way. Do it in His time. Give Him the glory. Amen? So that's what we're seeing today. He was a gifted communicator. Isn't that odd? Later on in his story, in his life, he couldn't even talk. You can be a gifted communicator, but you're pitiful when it comes to communicating God's love, God's Word, God's plan to other people. Amen. Yes or no? I knew a preacher like this. He was a preacher that got out of the ministry. He got out of the ministry because nobody listened to him. He had the best education. He taught me under the, under the table. Now, he was an older guy when I was a young man. I'd argue with him to his face. He was so educated. He was the father of a friend of mine. But I had no respect for him. Because there's more to being a communicator for the Lord than just being able to speak well. It's being able to be right with the Lord and godly and, 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 and loving your family and doing things that are right. Okay? And you might know all the answers, and I didn't know all the answers. But I wouldn't trade places for nothing. Y'all hear me or not? So he was a very gifted person. He was extremely attractive. You know, I don't have that to worry about. <laughs> Most of these, I don't have any of this to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Mama was a drunk. I mean, you know, all of these things I'm looking at here. Extremely attractive. You know what I'm saying? Just because Moses was groomed for, na- for national Egyptian leadership did not qualify him to be the spiritual leader of Israel. Say that with me. 
just because Moses was groomed for national Egyptian leadership, it did not qualify him to be the spiritual leader of Israel. God's going to take him to school another way. An interesting thing is this happens after he's 40 years old. So that should give a lot of us hope. Amen? Don't think you're too old to learn. Don't think you're too old to repent. To start fresh with God. Don't think you're too old to be saved. Quit holding on. I went to church when I was a kid. I was confirmed when I was eight days. Whatever. Are you saved? If you died, are you going to go to heaven? Don't hang on to whatever. Give it all to the Lord and bow before Him and say, I'm nothing and you're everything. Don't get too old for that. Thinking that you're all that and even other people thinking you're all that doesn't make you all that with God. Amen? Let's say that. That's fun. One more time. Thinking that you're all that And even other people thinking that you're all that doesn't make you all that with God. You know what makes you all that with God? Believing in His Son. And then the Bible says in our first service this morning, if you love my words, my Father will love you. When you love Jesus' words and you love Him, the Father loves you. That's how you become all that with God. Amen? Thinking anything else is what? Insanity. Help me, Rod, you're killing me. Mo's mental, number five. Is there a number five? There's no number five. I didn't think so. Remember, remember, remember. You ain't born God's leader. I'm not born God's leader. You can't con your way into being God's leader. Remember that. You can't shove your way into becoming God's leader. Is this too hard to understand today? I don't think so. You can't think you're all that and become God's leader. Amen? Thinking this way is what? You never knew you was going to come to church and learn basically crazy stuff. Yeah, thinking that kind of stuff's crazy. I'm going to tell you where this kind of thinking leads, and we're going to be done with the message today. That kind of thinking leads to one place. The desert. And that's where we're going to find Moses next time. He's in the desert. The beauty of the desert is that's where you're thirsty. That's where you realize, I'm not all that. And then that is the place that God can raise up a leader. Amen? So, hope you'll stay with me. Now, next week, we're not going to probably do this. So, the following week, we will. Because we've got Link Union next week. Amen? Praise the Lord for His Word this morning. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Good time with Moses. Good.